0: Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson, and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer, and I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money, and self-worth, and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself, by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Joining me is the magnificent Kaz, who as a client of mine has experienced firsthand the effect empowerment energy work and mindset reframing can have on your life.
1: Hi guys, I first came to K a few years ago and at the time i needed to make some serious changes in my life i had just come out of a bad relationship i was managing a business with a team of over 150 people and i needed to make some changes that i didn't have the tools or capacity for working with Kay has been the catalyst i've needed since meeting Kay, my whole world has opened up personally professionally and emotionally I'm now happily married with a new perspective on life, and I'm excited to see what she can do for you.
0: So, today we are going to talk about why you attract partners that can't commit. So, I wanted to talk about this because I actually have quite a few clients that reach out to me for this reason because they have recognized that they are the common denominator in a series of relationships that have fallen over for the same reason their partner can't commit and they have got to a place where they recognize that it's a it's a pattern in their life and they want to change that pattern and so actually what they're doing is taking ownership that they are part of this experience they're not they no longer blaming the people out there in the world you or know blaming but,
1: the partners in this Exactly situation. yeah
0: that's what i mean so they are taking cognizant awareness of the fact that the way that they show up is contributing to this pattern and so they reach out to me because they want to change their energy around relationships in order to attract that that person you know so I really want to talk about this because what I say to them and what I wanted to share with you is that we attract what we put out energetically it's called the law it's called the law of attraction it's also there's a law of cause and effect there's a lot of energetic laws that create this experience and i know that might seem unpleasant or unfair or unjust if you're experiencing this but if you can think about it from the flip side someone that's attracting lots of love and you know has a very good relationship with their partner they're consistently attracting love in their lives and they're having a great time because of it so it's not a bad thing that this law works in that way or that your energy works in that way it's actually just which side of the coin you sit on and so the goal is to get you into a place where you become that magnet Uh you become the magnet of love and that is because you powerfully believe you are lovable and this is what i really want to kind of dive into today because the reality is that if this is you if you're in a situation where you're consistently attracting partners that just aren't showing up for you or maybe they show up initially and then you know they're they're full of all the words but none of the actions or they don't i had a client recently like their partner would not declare them on social media and this has been a pattern in their past with other partners and it really triggers them and you know you, you've got these series of red flags okay in your relationships and you're like oh I know that you're going to let me down and then you end up breaking up with them because you just you know they can't commit because of the red flags okay yeah. you, you just might this might be your experience of relationships this is constant struggle and and actually What I really want to get across to you today is that all that's happening is that you are meeting yourself, you're meeting the aspects of yourself, your shadow side, your dark side through your partners and they are bringing this into your experience actually as an opportunity for you to heal these parts of yourself because once you can start to move through the limitations and the self-limiting beliefs that you might have about yourself, then you will actually start to naturally draw towards you the partners you've been dreaming of. Uh And so what we what I'd like to just touch on first is just to kind of maybe highlight, I'm hoping that basically the approach with this is that in listening to this, you might have some like aha moments about how you're showing up. And so I'm gonna talk a bit about you know how your behavior and your energy might be not the way you think it might be. And then I want to talk to some subconscious reasons that you might have as to why you might not be attracting that person. So what you want and how you behave have to be in alignment. So just to explain that, I recently met with a friend who was saying that, you know, he really wants this beautiful relationship, but the reality is that he finds himself having a lot of online conversations with women through apps that are basically revolving around sex. And then he ends up having a lot of like non-committal sex with women. And, you know, even though he's obviously enjoying the sex in the moment, he knows, like, on a deeper level, that this is not fulfilling. And he even went as far as, you know, changing how he showed up on um, Bumble, I think it was, like, looking at his photos, recognizing that they were too kind of, you know, I don't know, sexy or whatever it might be. Uh, and so he used different photos, he changed his language, so he did all the environmental things. You know, and that's a common thing for all of us. When I say the environmental things, they're like all the practical things around ourselves that we're like, I'm going to get fit. And so you go and join the gym and you buy your gym clothes. But then yeah. of course, your self-discipline, your, your willpower is probably only going to last a couple of months. And then you're going to slip back to whatever you were doing before.
1: It's the way it appears rather than the way it actually is.
0: Exactly. And yeah. so what we really want to get clear on here is embodiment okay and by that I mean um, really deeply getting clear on not who you want but who you want to be like if you have your ideal partner I really recommend that you look at this list of characteristics and then you ask yourself how am I showing up in those ways because the chances are that you may not be in alignment in the way that you want that person to be. You might not be showing up in that way. So of course you're not gonna attract them. If yeah. you want someone that's, you know, super responsible, is really um, honest with their feelings, is really uh, kind and supportive, then you being flaky or defensive, you know, any of those things, that's not gonna attract that person. Because they're going to meet you and and there's going to be this energetic friction, right? So firstly, just being really honest with yourself about how you are showing up, not just with the outside stuff. You might have like a really well-groomed image on your social media and all these beautiful things about how well-educated you are and how, you know, the kind of job you do. But then the way that you're operating or connecting with people might be Really, not in alignment with how you want to be. You might have people coming to you offering you sex, and instead of turning around and saying, Actually, I'm on here because I want a serious relationship, but thank you for the offer, you're actually engaging with it because you're like, Well, something's better than nothing. So, I hope that's made it clear about what I mean about being really clear in how you're showing up. I'm going to go into that in more detail at the end when we talk about what you can start
1: to do. Um, it's funny because at the start of this, when we talked about this podcast, before we started recording, mm. um, I said to Kay, well, the topic of why, why you would track partners that can't commit, how do you change someone that can't commit or how do you handle that? And your response was really brilliant because it's really not relevant. It comes all back to you. It's exactly. not about the other person. It's all about you. And that's quite It's quite amazing that a lot of your clients can see that to start with because that's the first step of changing that narrative for yourself.
0: That is such a perfect point, Kaz, you bring up, as ever, because (laughs) (laughs) I attract people that are willing to change, people that are ready to take ownership because that's the energy that I put out. Trust me, there is no one who is more keen to change and grow and expand and do all the things in me (laughs) and never ask a client to do anything that I'm not willing to do and because this is the energy that I inevitably put out into the world I know when someone comes to me that that's where they're at so you're always a it's a really great example of what we're trying to say we are always attracting what we're giving out Mm -hmm. so um Okay so now we're just gonna look at the subconscious reason the subconscious reasons that you attract lack you might be attracting lack of commitment so as I was saying um I'm really hoping that by doing this you might just have those aha moments so we're just going to go through a series of reasons that might be going on for you that you may not have awareness of okay so I think Yeah, I think this is the first one we got here is fairly obvious one, to be honest, right? So you may have been hurt in the past. And this is really, really common with most of the clients that I work with. Um, What most of them will say to me right up front is, I'll ask them, that's my first question, is like, well, when did you have the last serious relationship? And it may not have, they might not have had one since they were like 15 to 21. Okay, and then since then, they've just had this series of like on-off stuff. And, and... Most, like a lot of the time they'll say, yeah, but Kay, I've done so much work on that. And and I'm not doubting that they have. It's more than about helping them understand that if that was hitting the right spot, they would have moved on. Your energy would have changed you would have attracted someone in. So, and also it's really important to understand that the work, okay, the self-growth, that never ends, never, 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 okay? (laughs) I'm doing it, everyone I know in my profession is always doing it, this is what this is about, okay? So never think you've done enough work, there's no such thing. This is what we're here for, it's about growing and learning. So if you've been hurt in the past, maybe sitting with that and going back to that relationship and actually having a conversation with the version of you that was in that relationship. So what I mean by that is taking some time for yourself, this is really you know personal work and closing your eyes and thinking about that relationship and whatever the first image is that comes to mind of that relationship which might be a hurtful memory looking at the version of you that's in that memory so forget the partner I just want you to focus on the version of you so as I said earlier you might have been like 15 to 21 with this person and so maybe you're seeing the day it ended or something and you're 21 and so you might be in your 30s or 40s now but you're now looking at your 21 year old self I'd love for you to have a conversation with that version of you I know that might sound crazy, but the reality is that this this is an aspect of you that needs some attention, that needs to be seen, that needs to be heard, okay? And I highly recommend that you just listen and ask that version of you, you know, how can I support you now in this moment? Um, and then just allowing that conversation to unfold, and just seeing how you start to feel then about that experience. Okay, so what you're doing in that process is you're shifting your energy. Okay. Now, to be really honest, what I've just shared with you is quite a powerful process. But I don't see why, you know, you can't start to at least explore that sort of dynamic with yourself Um, and I highly recommend that you obviously get help if you need it so go and see an energy healer or someone that you feel drawn to um, professionally that can support you with that. Um, So you may have been hurt in the past, you may also still be getting over a serious relationship okay And, and that's completely understandable too so again just being really clear with yourself around how you feel about that there can often be this sense of oh I'm over it like of course I'm over it it was so long ago okay but you can tell when you're still hooked into something because by the way that you react to it if you're like super dismissive of it that can tell you that you might be sort of overcompensating and sort of pushing it away Mm mm-hmm um, and if you're really emotional about it that tells you that, that clearly there's stuff still there so in order for you to know when you're no longer triggered neutral is the reaction that you're looking for you're just like oh yeah I had that experience I had that relationship with that person and when you like really sit with yourself you're like no I really feel at peace with that whole situation then you know that that's probably not really drawing on your energy um if you are triggered again, Maybe talking to the version of yourself that had the experience or again, looking for support in that. But what we're doing here is just getting really honest with how you feel in yourself. You know, we always so you
1: attract the right kind of person.
0: Yeah, we've got to be really clear on what's going on inside of you, because that's the magnet, right? The, the magic inside of you is the magic you're going to call in. So we just want to really make sure that whatever's going on inside of you is as, you know, aligned as possible. Um, there can be fear that you'll be let down okay so you might think i really really want a relationship but the way that you're showing up might be really affected by a subconscious fear that you're actually going to be let
1: down by this person because it's happened in the past so is that when someone might be quite guarded
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah or that you might have barriers.
0: yeah or you might have a series of conditions that you need your partner to meet in order to feel safe
1: oh Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I have like, I had a beautiful client recently and I think I mentioned her earlier. She wanted to be declared on Facebook by her partner because in the past, um, that hadn't happened Yeah. and those people had cheated on her. Right. And so she was like, if you really feel the way you say you do, why aren't you telling everyone about me? Okay. Now this is an interesting case. But I, I'm going to share it with you because it's. I, I found it, it was so beautiful. It was so perfect because he. It was he had basically introduced her to all his family, all his friends, but just hadn't taken that final step of declaring her right. So of course, this was super triggering for her. And as we talked it through, and she shared with me that he, in the past, had shared his relationships out there and been, and then this person had left him. Yeah. And so you see what was happening here because you attract what you are. She attracted a guy that did the one thing that really triggered her, i.e. would not declare her on Facebook. Equally, he had attracted her. The one thing she wants is to be declared on Facebook and that's the one thing that triggers the heck out of him. How amazing is it? I love it so much. And there's this like clear mirror, right? Of what is going on here, okay? now obviously in this case they were in this relationship and they were super keen on each other okay they were really you know happy with each other it was just this one knot that sat between them right but as we talked this through and she you know began to understand where he was coming from her compassion and capacity to hold space for that to be patient with it mm-hmm. grew right because inevitably that's what happens now you see When you are just coming from this place of fear that is created by your past experiences, your ability to see that person is really limited because you're so clouded by your past. Yeah. And and this is why if you're single and you're not attracting your partner, this is actually a really awesome time for you because you have this opportunity to really change how you feel within yourself. And and you really do want to do that because the person you're going to attract now is not going to be anywhere near the caliber of the person you're going to attract or be able to attract once you've done that work.
1: Oh, it's so true it just my my personal experience I um I had a bad ex and I literally attracted someone who didn't think he was worthy mm. and when I look back in fairness I probably didn't think I was worthy at the time and I was on the cusp of making some changes but I was stuck in that place and you think that you can rescue someone all of these behaviors create this recipe for trying to rescue someone you can't it's all about rescuing yourself actually that's
0: exactly right
1: yeah yeah so yeah i can i think we've all got whether you're in that situation now or you're looking at past relationships i think um you can see the parallels between the law of attraction for sure Absolutely. Do you want to share a bit more of that? Um, Well, now I would say that, uh, well, obviously I'm I'm now newly married. And when I met my partner, I felt like I was in a place where um, I did a lot of reading about if you feel like you are a high worth individual. Um, how to attract a high worth individual mm-hmm. and it's a lot of everything that you're saying so if you feel that you're valuable and smart and intelligent and responsible and respectful and all of the things whatever's on your list of, of what you value in yourself and therefore what you want want in someone else mm-hmm. then making sure that you are being very clear about what you want. So when it, for me when it was dating, I wasn't wasting my time. So when I say that, I'm if I met someone and there was an alignment, I would be kind. I'd say it was really nice to meet you. Um, this isn't for me, and I'd keep going on to the next thing. So when I think of your your guy that was um, maybe sleeping around. Yes, you can, you can do that. If, if you want to have a bit of fun and all of that, that's great. But in my mind, if I did that, um, I was just hurting myself because I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be quick enough.
0: And this is it. Right? It's a really good point because what we're really talking about here is boundaries, right? And it's about setting boundaries for yourself. And this actually came up with another client for me, um, just to give examples here and she beautiful woman successful woman and yeah again just could not attract a committed partner and for various reasons you know and and some of them had come out of serious relationships or you know some of them just could not commit for whatever their reasons were and she was like I'm so tired of ending up in this situation and she's like but I can now see when it's going to happen almost and and then I call it and I'll end it and but as the session progressed it became clear that she might call it at some point but then there might be this sort of hangover period totally yeah where she might go and interact with them or have sex with them or whatever it was and this 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 leaky energy right this is like unclear boundaries and this is what really can um hold us up it's because we're actually not showing up for ourselves we're allowing that voice our our inner child you know that part of us that's scared to actually take control and and say oh well you know at least they want to meet up with me still. Like, I'm still worthy of this. So I'm going to go and take what I can whilst I can. I don't know when the next thing's going to come or if anyone is ever going to love me. Like all of the stories, right? That drive that scarcity behavior.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually... I know how hard this is, what I'm asking or what I'm suggesting, but, you know, it, this is what integrity looks like, you know, yeah. it's it. this is, you know, when you're coming from a place of integrity, you are actually really establishing boundaries that you want to stand to and, mm-hmm. I actually remember um, with myself, with my my now husband, but when we first started dating, my issue was I didn't feel enough. Okay, which we're going to touch on a bit later. And and basically I just put my partner on this massive pedestal. And at the beginning, we started he took me for dates and then and then it just kind of. Slid downhill to this place where we're basically just hooking up for sex. And I could see what was happening. And I really didn't want that to happen. And so I, I had found the courage to turn around to him and say, Look, I would rather be your friend than your fuck buddy, basically. That's what I said. And as much I was so I was in love with him by this point already. And it took everything in me to do this. But I said to him, I'm, I just can't do this. You have to decide how you want to show up. And he basically said, um, then I think we should just be friends. And, and basically that was it. And I felt, I was so upset. But for some reason, I, I just held on to believing that he would come back to me because I, I just, I knew we had a really strong connection. And I, but I had to surrender to everything that he wanted, right? I couldn't, and this is it. I could not control him. So I had to surrender to my fear and my doubt and the lack of control that was, I was experiencing and sort of let him go. And I remember my mantra during this period was sometimes you got to let things go to see if they come back. Yeah. And actually, that was the most powerful thing. And actually, during that period, I remember I'd go out and I'd party and I would meet guys. And I remember turning guys down. Because I and I remember saying out loud to the universe one drunken night. I remember saying, um, "You know, I'm stand, like I'm showing you what I want. I want him, and I'm not going to take anything less." And this was it. This was me established it wasn't about the universe it was me establishing me and what I was worthy of and what I wanted and of course literally a month to the day he came back and asked me out for dinner and then he took me to his mother's for the weekend I mean who does that but anyway <laughs> but the point was and then our relationship went from there but I had changed in that month I had changed my energy I had drawn my boundaries and I had established my worthiness yeah. and He came to meet me in that place
1: that's so amazing because it's it's not just like you it's not a step process it's Mm -hmm. a long-term process so you can you can not be like it's not like we're saying you cure these things and then ding it happens Mm -hmm. like you can still be on that journey while you meet someone like Mm -hmm. I I remember when I met my husband I told him (laughs) so embarrassing I really put my, like I really tried to punch him away basically because um, my thing was fear of being let down and fear of being hurt. So if I protect myself with my words, um, then I'm saying, hey, I'm just warning you, this is the situation. So I actually told him I was an onion. I'm not joking. I told him I was an onion and it took a lot of, basically I was saying, you have to earn my trust to peel off my layers and blah 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 and he he's so confident in himself and the way he shows up he just kind of like laughed me off not laughed me off but it was like I'll show you and then I was like that really attracted to that I don't know is that sick but (laughs) cool, that's good
0: because he held his center
1: he held yeah and he was so sure of himself now my point really is that I was still teetering in old behavior Mm. but I was coming into that catalyst space of attracting what I wanted but still having these lingering issues of the past yeah it's a process it's not like Black or white.
0: Really good point. Really good point. You don't have to have it all sorted before you're going to meet the person. That's such a good point. It's it is just about step by step and just being open to what can change, you know, and also allowing yourself and the people around you to change. I think often we, you know, the people that we know, we're like, oh, that's who they are. And, and then every time you see them, you're seeing them through this kind of filter of your expectations about who they can be. And I know that just in my own personal journey, in five years, I've transformed. And, and some of my friends struggled with that. They struggled with accepting how I was now showing up. And I think being really um, accepting and forgiving of your of yourself changing, because I think we can be very attached to our identities and that can be, I'm a man eater, or I go get, I can just get the women I want. And, and though those things might be deemed as cool, or, you know, um, we can attach those things to success or domination or whatever the things might be, they may not be answering your heart. And so to change that is a big identity shift. You know, you're no longer needing to be this dominating individual that always wins because actually what you really want is a partner that's your equal that's going to be your co-partner not your trophy and actually really recognizing that giving yourself permission to change is a really important part of this process um so just moving along this this I want
1: to I want to just touch on a couple of your points here that you've got some subconscious reasons that you attract a lack of commitment some other ones might be um, fear of intimacy or trust yeah yeah that's that a good one
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, maybe you're not as ready to commit as you thought you were
0: mm-hmm.
1: um your need to be in control big one yes.
0: well that's it and that can be that can be so limiting because the reason that we really want to be in control is because we are we don't feel safe And, you know, and that's why intimacy actually can be really challenging for people because it can feel like an unsafe environment. And so we try to take control by avoiding certain subjects or not, you know, showing up honestly. And I think you touched on it earlier about, you know, in in terms of control, you know, the fact that we can't save another person. We We can't do anything to anyone outside of ourselves. Yeah. And the sooner we understand that, the sooner we stop trying to impress our beliefs and perspectives and all the things on the people around us, the easier life will be.
1: <laughs> I, do, I do think you can support someone's growth mm. to evolve.
0: That's the goal of this podcast, it's sharing perspectives. Yes. But it's
1: not. You can't force it. That.
0: Yeah. Actually, what I really want to get across here, because this is a really good thing to talk about, is. You know, lots of people listen to lots of things and that's great. You know, you got to do what feels right for you. But when it comes to but the balance, at least in my mind, is listen to what you feel serves you but take everything with a grain of salt even what we're talking about okay this is what I find helps but what works for you is going to be what works for you and I I highly encourage you to just honor your heart you know listen to a thousand different people sure but sit with it and ask yourself what is true for me you know discernment is so important discernment is when we sit and we you know we contemplate something and we intuitively decide if it makes sense for us or not and and that is a really powerful thing to do because then you're really coming from a a heart-centered space an alignment space
1: and I read also something the other day about it It's almost like you're coming, you're in the driver's seat, not the passenger seat of your life.
0: Yes, that's such a good way to put it. And so, you know, we're so encouraged to surrender our sense of autonomy, our, our instincts, you know, instincts are not respected that much. Why? Because they're attached to feelings and we shame feelings in our society. We shame emotions and we shame our feelings. And yet that is how your intuition communicates with you. It communicates you, it communicates to you rather through the way that you feel. So I, I'm always saying this to clients, move through your day from a place of, I feel, not I think, you'll have a much better day. Um, so <laughs> we digress again. Um, we go back to fear of rejection. OK, yeah. so this is massive. Right. Um, and you may be really keen for this partner that you are calling in. And yeah, you might be really challenged by dealing with hard conversations, disagreement. You know, um, you may have a, con- like a belief that when you meet your soulmate, you're just going to agree with everything and life's going to be easy and so anyone that you meet in the meantime where they're like 90% great but there's this 10% that just doesn't quite, these are like classic signs of you being afraid of rejection and this isn't just about someone breaking up with you, this is also about not being able to have challenging conversations any sort of experience which is angry or um, filled with tension because maybe as a child that was a really bad experience at home you know maybe there was lots of arguing or maybe there was just no space at all for any sort of honest communication or conflict communication and so it's an area that you run from and what this this is a super limiting way to be with relationships because any long standing relationship is only a long standing relationship because as a partnership they have both Developed a way to move through what I call the birth and destruction cycle. Okay. And by that, I mean move through periods of time where they're like, Yay, we're aligned. Everything's great. And and equally, periods of time where they're like, Oh my goodness, this is not working for me. We need to talk about this. We need to change things. We need to find a way to move through this. And they do. And then they rebirth themselves as a partnership. And then they're like, Yay, we're back in alignment and we've grown. Because this is a growth process there is no way on this earth you're going to meet someone in your 20s and have the same relationship with them in your 60s and if you have it's it's not healthy okay and it's highly unlikely
1: because there's so much personal growth in that journey let alone as a couple nor is it looking for someone who has specific characteristics that are external what do you mean i mean like if if i I have friends that are looking for a particular type of man with a particular type of money or career or what. That may not be there next year or that might not be there in 20 years' time. You've got to look for characteristics that are under not um, superficial realistic yep superficial yeah
0: yeah hun, really great point actually I remember my mom dressing me down around that in my early 20s she was like you've got to stop going for just good looking boys they're not the ones that can necessarily make the distance <laughs> she basically you know and she was telling me in her own beautiful way about the birth and destruction cycle I mean they can look however they need to but unless they're going to show up For the down times as well as the good, nothing's going to last.
1: Yeah, there's nothing more attractive than a man that holds its own when things are down.
0: And equally, nothing more attractive than a woman that does.
1: Yes. We
0: both, everyone has to show up. And the more that you can start to show up, the more that you will find someone that does the same thing.
1: What about the fear of being controlled and smothered?
0: Yeah, so this can be um, really triggering for someone who may have had a mum that was like that, or like a parent rather, that was particularly that way, or has come that, excuse me, or who has come out of a relationship where they felt like that. I actually had quite a controlling uh, relationship at one point. And when I came out of that, my um, ideas around love had been influenced by that experience and then it was only with my current partner who didn't care what I wore didn't care if I kissed my friends hello didn't care you know if I was you know loud or outspoken or any of the things that were controlled in the past relationship um that I recognized oh I can be all these things and it's safe but on the flip side I felt that he didn't love me as much because he didn't care so it's really interesting. <laughs> I know, right? It's really interesting because you become sort of conditioned. Thank sort of like you. Exactly. Yeah. I was conditioned to think that unless he wanted me to message him three or four times in an evening when I was out with my girlfriends, that he didn't care what I was doing and he didn't love me because my ex wanted me to do that right? Even though at the beginning of my relationship with my ex, I remember thinking that's a bit needy or like that's a bit yeah, too yeah. busy yeah. fun. Whereas my current partner was like, you do whatever you need to do, mate, like just have a good time. And yet it took me a while to recognize that he loved me enough to let me be free, you know, and to let me do whatever I wanted to do. So it's really important to, to recognize, you know, where you sit in the in all of these areas
1: you oh know. this is so
0: interesting yeah because your your conditions around how you want to be loved often tell you a lot about what your conditions are about loving somebody else so be really honesty honesty is really 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 what we want here um and if you are quite a controlling person and you might read it as oh I'm just super loving but if you need to know where that person is like 40 times in a day that actually speaks more to your insecurities and doubt and fear okay um if you are overly or if anyone has said to you that you're too affectionate or that they may have even said I feel smothered by you then really question yourself like why am I showing up like that what 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 value do I get from behaving that way because we only do things that we value and so it might help you feel seen and valued when you are smothering that person you might feel like you're valuable to them and yet it's actually not about that it's about you feeling enough as you are so that you don't need to get that
1: validation from your partner Which leads to our next one, which is fear of not being lovable.
0: Yes. So this can come from basically well heaps of reasons but primarily not being necessarily prized and validated whilst you were growing up and so you might be always seeking approval by doing things that are maybe helpful or giving and you might be the rescuer right because that's where you get a sense of validation or you might just work super hard because you're trying to earn that love Um, and you might find it really really difficult to talk about your own needs and your own desires because you don't feel that you are worthy of having those things and and you may not have had um, an environment where your feelings were ever asked for um or were ever validated recognized or um, appreciated so yeah not being lovable is a massive one for most people because um I mean it's it's interesting when we look at how we you know discipline children it's it's largely around this narrative of you know earning love go and do that and then you're a good
1: girl the transaction
0: exactly that's exactly it and so this transactional energy is what we then try to bring into our relationships not just in our love lives but also with our friends and so it's just about recognizing that Your partner is not there to complete you. They are there to, you know, they're meant to be your partner, your co-pilot, your best mate and your best lover, all wrapped up into one. And they do them and you do you and you stand by one another and you have the best time together as you move through life, through the ups and downs, whatever that offers, my partner and I, we have a, a couple motto and it is our growth game is strong. And that is because boy, oh boy, if we had some grenades thrown around in our relationship. But every single time we come out stronger, better for it. So mm-hmm. it's just really good to know, I think that dream relationships involve challenge that's a really fundamental part of a strong relationship and if you have fear around that if you have fear about aspects of you that scare you you've got to get familiar with yourself you've got to get familiar with the parts of you that are challenging so you can show up for that person
1: well lovable um, fear of being lovable is also to me sings to worthiness yes um and yeah. it, that a lot of the time can attract the wrong person
0: oh massively
1: can, honestly I think about all my exes probably more in that category. yeah more importantly think
0: about where you were you in yourself
1: totally exactly the same that's exactly it the same that's it right so you always know what you're going to get because it's just going to be you <laughs> I literally hadn't found I'm 30 what am I 35 so I I hadn't found myself yet I was on the journey and there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but it it really uh, the worthy one because it ties to so many other aspects of your life like loneliness and intimacy and trust and you know are you worthy of all of these things and therefore what are you attracting
0: yeah that's exactly right and it's just Really important to understand that no one can answer these things for you. It's on you, it's yeah. you taking ownership. And as you move through that process, that's where you're going to find um, real powerful self growth. So there's also this fear of not measuring up, okay, which is very similar to, to the worthiness, the lovability. Um, and this can, this can come from a family that might have demanded perfection. Or perhaps you needed to be like the faux parent, if you like, at a really early age, maybe one of your caregivers wasn't there. And so you had to step into that role for your siblings, Um, which is always going to feel impossible for a child. You're never going to feel like you're doing it right because you're a child. (laughs) You're not the adult. You're not the parent. And so this might mean that you're constantly in this state of needing to prove yourself. You know, you might be really competitive and you might need to really always win, whether it's at work or with women or with men. It's really critical for you to win in order to feel good about yourself. So this you know think about the energy that you're embodying then it's really it's quite um aggressive and it's quite protective as well in a way and defensive and so that's a lot of really punchy energy you're putting out into the world and you're only going to attract people that can meet that and they're going to be people that are the same and this is the thing right you're going to attract the people that show up with your dark side, the parts of you that you struggle with. And, you know, I remember one client very clearly saying to me, it's easier to be alone. I don't want to be alone, but it's easier to be alone. Of course, it's easier to be alone. You don't have to deal with your dark side. You just do whatever you want to do and you feel good about it. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people there that are much happier being single. And I'm not saying that you have to have a relationship, but If you are inclined to have a relationship, it is gonna be necessary for you to really explore these aspects of yourself, sorry, a healthy relationship. So what you can start to do is to get really clear on the, the type of person you're calling in from an emotional standpoint. You know, what characteristics does this person embody? Are they really patient, super kind, supportive, really fun, intelligent, creative, playful, alternative, whatever your list might look like, write it down. And then I'd like you to see how you meet those characteristics.
1: Do you have to meet every single one of them?
0: No, you don't have to meet every every single characteristic. In fact, I've mentioned this in our um why your other half or why your partner should never be your other half episode. Number one. Um you are always going to be drawn to somebody who you think has characteristics that you really admire.
1: Yeah.
0: okay for that is because they have The parts of you, they also have your dark side and they have your light side. So they're going to have the parts of you you're not fond of, which is where the conflict can come in. But they're also going to have the parts of you that you really like and might want to nurture and build upon. To explain that, I had a client who was a lawyer and she was really drawn to this lead singer of of a band. And I said to her, you know, what are the characteristics you really like? Oh, he's super creative. And I said, well, where are you creative? Or I'm not creative. Well, how can we nurture that then so you don't feel so in awe of this guy? Because that's what happens. If we are able to nurture the parts of ourselves that we really want to embody, it means we become less needy of those outside fixes, right? We become more leveled up. yeah. So um, really getting clear on who you're calling in and who you need to be in response to that, how you're showing up in your relationships right now, you know, not just with a partner, but with your friends. You know, if you want someone that's super reliable, well, are you reliable? You know, if you want someone that's really patient, well, are you patient? You know, and as you say, Kaz, you don't need to have everything on the list, but you want to really recognize you know where your integrity is sitting essentially how you're showing up as an individual in terms of the person that you want versus the person that you are because the person that you want is going to be attracted to someone like them right and so really stepping into it could be really stepping into that person you've actually always wanted to become And that's the likelihood, right? We all have an idea of the version of ourselves we want to be. It's about actively supporting and encouraging ourselves to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we touched on earlier, really looking at embodiment versus environment. So instead of changing, you know, like I know this beautiful guy, he like, he showed me this massive sleeve tattoo he got of like the masculine feminine energies all becoming really balanced and, and yet, you know he wasn't showing up that way in his life he was the one that was going off and having lots of sex with people so it's like looking at you know that you can do all the environmental things you can make your picture nice on your social you can say all the right things but then if you behave in ways that don't line up in that energy with that intention it's not gonna it's not true (laughs) it's fake you're not being authentic to who you really want to be um And then, of course, I mentioned an energy process you could do earlier. But to be honest, I highly recommend that you get an energy healer or you seek some form of self-help because it's your energy. Your relationship with yourself is the absolute key to the dream relationship that you want.
1: It's your best investment in yourself
0: too.
1: 100%. I've had so many aha moments in this podcast, so I hope everyone else has as well, even looking back on one's life and relationships it's so interesting I just mm. you know people often ask me why do I do these podcasts and it's um like what what was my interest in doing them and I I honestly learn something every single time we sit down Yay!
0: awesome <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kaz for joining me and thanks everybody for tuning in um we will be with you again in a couple of weeks over the next two weeks we'll be dropping a new podcast and we look forward to seeing you then too take care guys always happy to hear your questions email me at hello at kwilson.love see you soon bye